Hi, I'm Riley Mills. Hi, I'm Soleil Cosby. And I'm sure we all know that the world as we know it today could do us with some improving socially, and I never thought that more than when I read something shocking today. What did you read about? Is it serious? No, it wasn't too serious. What happened was that, as stated in my article from Breitbart News, Beyonce allegedly walked out of a meeting with the company Rebook because of a lack of diversity on the team she is working with. Wow, did that actually happen? Yeah, they said they say she just up and left. Whoa, just like that? Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy is that I read an article with a similar issue too. I found it on the same conservative news, news site called Breitbart. I honestly couldn't believe what I was reading. It looks like we both drifted towards the same news site. What happened in your article? It really struck a chord with me. It's about the new 2019 horror movie, Us. Have you maybe seen it? The trailer's been going around recently. No, I haven't seen it, but I recall you telling me about the movie a little while back. Well, the director of that movie, Jordan Peele, also creator of Get Out, had some serious accusations pressed against him. The author of the article claims that Jordan Peele allegedly wanted nothing to do with a white guy being the lead role in his movie. He claims that Peele also portrays white people as evil in his scripts, a bold statement if you ask me. Crazily enough, you can actually almost hear how strongly the, the author feels about the subject. In fact, from further research, the writer, Justin Caruso, is a media reporter that writes for the Daily Caller and obviously works with and writes for the news outlet Breitbart. While in university, he worked largely on projects covering liberal bias and abuse by left-wingers. Wow, that's insane. Yes, I know. I couldn't believe it either. Racism is something that's fairly common, this I knew before, but reading things like this always seems to still shock me. In the article, and just based on what Crusoe says, you can tell that he must have a very strong feeling about reverse racism, as people call it. Yeah, this is a very relevant issue today, too. It's something many people are forced to deal with. From a different article, I read something interesting. African-American employees come to work each day not knowing whether a racist comment or conduct will confront them. Being concerned that smirking or laughing white employees are ridiculing them because of their race and walking on eggshells to avoid triggering a problem. I found this statement upsetting and powerful because they had to go through go through this every day, this harsh and unjust treatment, and just deal with it. That really upsets me to think about how this is the world we live in sometimes. Absolutely. I think things like this just go to show us that the world isn't perfect and we can always do better in our own way. Yeah. Even if it's something just as simple as keeping a good relationship between people or just being the best version of ourselves we can be. Every little bit counts. Today we're asking people one simple and frank question about social issues in our current world. And what might this question be, you ask? Well, today our goal is to gather information on how people feel about certain social constructs that we see in day-to-day -day life. To figure this out, what we ask is, have you ever experienced racism or gender inequality? And if not, have you seen it happen to other people? Now it's up to these people to give us some insight into their lives and see for once and for all, how many of us does racism and sexism actually affect? Today we're asking people one simple and frank question about social issues in our current world. And what might this question be, you ask? Well, today our goal is to gather information on how people feel about certain social constructs that we see in day-to-day -day life. 
figure this out, what we ask is, have you ever experienced racism or gender inequality? And if not, have you seen it happen to other people? Now it's up to these people to give us some insight into their lives and see once and for all, how many of us does racism and sexism actually affect? I remember back in seventh grade, he said something like, because he thought that I was Asian or something, but like that's obvious. So he asked me something along the lines of, do you have a dog? Or I said, yes, well, obviously, and I love it so much. But like, he said, then I like you raising it just to eat it. And I was like, wait, what? He said, I was Asian. So, of course, I was going to eat my own dog. And I was like, Is that what they you told you? Yes, I got Is so that really mad. what they told you? <laughs> and he started saying more stuff and then telling other people that I was going to eat my own dog. And so I started crying. <laughs> we had to go to the counseling. It was terrible. It was so bad. Oh, poor did did anyone like say anything to him? So it was just he said all these things. Did he did like no one like? No, no back? one told me until like this one guy came up to me. Cause it was like based off a rumor at first. Cause he didn't say anything at first. He just asked me the question, and then he just based it off of me being Asian and I have a dog. So he told other people <laughs> that I eat my own dog, and then this other guy came up to me and told me that he said that. That's when I confronted him, and then that's when he said, "Well, you're Asian, so of course you eat your own dog." And I was like, "Is he?" The question you asked was if I have a dog. You never said if I have a dog. Yeah, like, how did you get to that question? Mm -hmm. Okay. So people kept coming up to me and be like, you eat your own dog, that's sick and stuff like that. So I used to cry. That's why I was like, oh, It's sad, like, was sad. I was, it's just sad that, like, no one went up to, was like, oh, how about we just go ask them, like, if this is true or not. Like, like yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Like, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sad, but the most experience I have with this type of stuff is within my own family. Or like, <laughs> oh my gosh, same. the thing oh about gosh. this is it yeah. also doesn't even need to have happened to you. It's like, yeah, if like you've anybody. seen it around you, and it's also like if if you saw around you, did you do anything about it, or did you just yeah, stay behind and just not do anything and help? Like I hear just random things like racist towards like white I, people all the time, every day. Like I'll hear like. Dang, you're so white and like all this stuff. That's a huge hear that? I guess like everyday school things, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like people in the hallways would be just like, like a white boy. Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I especially hear it a lot in my chemistry class because all of the younger kids. There's a bunch of frat boys, right? They say, it's like, oh, burn all the Jews. Like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, yeah, it's super uncomfortable. Well, I know on my bus I hear a lot of like stuff like around me, and I'm just like, well, uh, did you hear that? But yeah, it's, yeah, that happens. And also, it doesn't have to be racism, like we said, um, gender inequality or anything that's like just any kind of like or prejudice. any kind of prejudice. Yeah, prejudice in general. Just I cut my hair the other day, and I was like, you look like a guy and stuff like that. Now you're not a girl and all this sort of stuff. I was like, what did you just say? What? <laughs> oh, that's what happened to wow. me when I cut my hair all the way up here. <laughs> Pixie cut. So, um, when Riley was saying, like, yeah, gender inequality with, like, jobs and stuff like that, like, That's a big for one. nurses specifically, usually it's girls. So when a guy becomes one, they, most people automatically think they're Yeah, they think it's iffy. something wrong. Yeah, yeah. that's not. But sometimes yeah. it's not even, like, something wrong. The person just wants to become a nurse because yeah. that's their passion. I think that has to do with pop.
couple of jobs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Being like, a nurse is just being a doctor's assistant, not to be a woman, like, specifically yeah. to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just this whole, um, what's the word? I forgot, but it's this whole society being used to nurses being women. So if you're a man, then they're going to think you're, like, fruity or something. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, guys are so focused on their masculinity and not letting, like, that... Like having not like feminine side, but yeah. Like, I don't know another word for that. Toxic masculinity is huge oh, nowadays. Yeah. It also plays a part in like how successful you are. Like I wanted to be an, uh, an agent, like like a real estate yeah. agent, mm -hmm. and like they were like, oh, like you're pretty, or like and I want to be like a YouTuber. They're like you're pretty, so like you'll make it. Like wow. that's like, yeah, because it always like, comes down to looks. Exactly, like that. in like the YouTube world, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, all like so social media world in general. Mm -hmm. Anything to do with life in general. Life <laughs> in general. You always have these things to say just because of your gender. Like, just growing up, you hear this all the time. Like, you can't do this because you're a girl. You can't. You're not strong enough because you're a girl. Or like, you're a guy. You can't do. You can't be a cheerleader because you're a guy, or something like that. But how you you're saying like um how guys they need to be like, I don't know. I guess embrace their feminine side. And I was thinking about like all the movies and stuff where they like cast like guy actors to have like the gay best friend or like that like one guy cheerleader or like in movies mm -hmm. when they have like the girl that's like always like working on a car or something to like show her masculinity off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was, I was just thinking. One thing that happens a lot more now. They're they're kind of some there's some people still like realizing that there's an issue with that, mm -hmm. and they try and change it. They try, but it's like there's still so much of it going. There's on. so much still so much to do. It's a very touchy subject. That's why. Because if you do it wrong, you're going to get freaking blown you up. You get right, backlash. So. Yeah. But if you do it right, you still might get blown up. Yeah. But if you don't do nothing, you still Yeah, if you don't do anything, you have no choice. It's hard to do anything because you never know. Like, there's so many opinions nowadays. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's an amazing thing. But it's like you never know what the, like you can say because there's some people that won't respect your opinion. And, like, if you say one thing, people will blow there's up on you. There's always going to be that one group or one specific type of people that will disagree with you like regardless of whatever you say there's always yeah. that one person that won't agree yeah you try to yeah. change yourself and they're mm -hmm. still not happy it's like what do you want from me <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know like when we were looking up articles the other day for something we're against i remember seeing something about i don't know if this is racism i don't know anyways okay so it was like nancy drew and i used to be like heavy on nancy drew because it's like girl power, she's a detective and stuff like that. And I was really interested in that stuff. So, and they were making like this new series for Nancy Drew and they're casting her role, which I don't have a problem if you add other races to it, like I don't really care. But if you're gonna pick a role for her, make sure it's based on how well they can act her part. Don't just base it on if it's their race or not. Cause That's they said oh, they yeah. can't be white, they can't be this. And I'm like, they're like, she can't be white though. But she can be any other race, but not white. And I was like, does it matter what race they're they are as long well? as it's, it's their like, acting skill? <clears throat> like, yeah, the Kim Possible. <gasps> oh, yes. Everyone was, like, bashing about her how she looks Asian. It's like, she's not fully white. And, like, Kim Possible, like, it's not, like, Asian. So. There's a lot yeah. of... But I have my hair that short before too, and whenever I was younger, there was this little girl. I was like in elementary school, so we were in this like little theater thing. This little girl walked up to me and said, "Are you boy or girl?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I remember I was like, I remember I was so upset. I was like, "I'm a girl." <laughs> and I was just, you just go home and you contemplate your whole life. <laughs> like, I feel like everybody has been through this before, like at least once. Controversy around that kind of thing, where it's just like. 
you can't there's like also in Harry Potter like there's all or there's people that like will have different characters in different books and they'll try and make them a different race and stuff like that and then people get upset about the race like not being how it was in the book and it's like well they can do whatever they want and it's like and it was never like like specified they didn't say Hermione's Hermione's white or anything or like or, and this one character is white or this person is African-American mm-hmm. and it was and it's like it happens a lot now and too and like in movies they'll like try and like reach out to other people because then they'll get upset if like there's no diversity in a movie so they're like we got to make this character completely different race so everyone else will be happy but then there's going to be the people that are diehard fans that are going to be like no yeah. I don't like yeah. it and so then they have to, on top of that, like, act, like, actually yeah. act good. and then there's <laughs> a big, like, I noticed that in the, I think there was, like, the Percy Jackson movies, like, how a lot of stuff was changed around in that movie, and a lot of the actors weren't the best, and it was, like, it was a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. But they got the looks they wanted, so I guess people were happy, mm-hmm. I guess. What I see a lot is in, like, fandoms, if, like, people draw fan art of, like, a character as a different race, they get a lot of backlash. Like, they will get hate comments all the time. I'm just like, I think is it really that big of a deal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. Their own I know, it's like, it's their, it's their own I art. I think it's cute. I like all. how, like, yeah. they want to draw them a different way. And, and it's like, and mm-hmm. there's no specific, like, race for these characters. And it's mm-hmm. like, you, it can be whatever you want. This is mm-hmm. your yeah, drawing. This is... Your representation of this character, like that's yours, and no one can just be like, "That's not it," because that's what ha- that's the character to you. It's like their imagination too. It's like it kind of just ties into people just not being okay with others' opinion and just like trying to bash them down for having different opinions than theirs. Yeah, people are like that's not canon. Right? That wasn't in the book. I'm just like, it doesn't happen. Okay, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's like it doesn't happen. <laughs> canon. Okay, it's fan art. Okay, it can be anything. So. <laughs> yeah. Immigration. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> She's been on this since the beginning. It's bold. It really is. Yes. So, why immigration, though, Arsene? Yes. Explain further, yeah. please. I mean, <laughs> just even the articles on immigration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. Just immigration. <laughs> yeah. Immigration. Yeah. All right. Well, to start off, I disagree with the whole. Trump policies and everything. Like, what's going on right now is he is taking away asylum. And what asylum does for immigrants are, like, people come, some people, you know, come here to, like, try to get, like, a better life. Or some people come here because they're scared of what's happening in, like, their whole life. Like, so once they get caught coming over here and, you know, they're waiting for their court. They ask for asylum, which um, like houses them and keeps them safe until like their court case comes. But what Trump wants to do is take that away, send them back to Mexico so they can wait for their court case there, which can take months. Yeah. Or it's either that or he wants to make basically like, like a whole like little camp for them. And you already know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we know how that too. goes. We know how that goes. So it's, you know, like, a lot of, like, controversy. And, like, he's just trying to take all these, like, things away from, like, immigration, immigrants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he's saying all these bad things to these 
like about these people saying you know they're bringing in crime they're all criminals and drug lords and everything that's yeah. not true at all exactly so he's just kind of making them making them look bad to those people who aren't really don't really know and aren't really aware of what's going on it's just because he's the president and you know he has higher authority people yeah. just automatically think he's correct and go along with his side oh yeah yeah totally I'm always in the middle of everything. I'm always just like I'm. I have very liberal views, but I can see the conservative side. Mm -hmm. But I've always been like that for everything. Like with the wall, I hate that idea. Like I'll have my opinion on it. I don't like that. Like and all the things that Trump is doing, I do not agree with it. But there's some things like my parents will talk about why he's doing it. I'm like, yeah, there's some Im immigrants that will come in and they are bringing in illegal things. Mm -hmm. So that is an issue. But and it's like he. But the thing is, is they're trying to. It isn't right that they're bringing it out on all everyone because it's not just every the whole. It's just it's not every immigrant. It's biased because yeah. he's only doing it from one view, the negative view. He's not saying anything about the positives. Mm -hmm. That's what like America is good for, though. Like not good for, like but like they're like known for. Because like if you do one part of your race does one bad thing. The stereotype is yeah, everybody suddenly does it. everybody is mm -hmm. doing it, so yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a bad thing yeah. here, so. How would your book change if half of the things that were, like, all your social justice issues weren't in there? How would you think it would change? If there weren't social justice issues? Or, or just like, or there wasn't, like, <laughs> most of the main issues in your story, what, like, or if there wasn't any racism or there wasn't anything else, how would it change? Basically, like, a perfect world. I think the story would just be basic. So it's like no it just conflicts. takes away all the character. And yeah. like there's it's boring. There's and no the perspective. And there's no character progression or no theme, moral lesson. Everything would be gone. So mm -hmm. no in general. <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing to talk about or be interested in if there were no conflicts. Sometimes when I go into the stores or somewhere public and like my parents start talking Spanish, like everyone turns and looks at me like Really? Oh wow! It's not. It's not. It's not everyone, but sometimes. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any form of discrimination in your book? Um, in my book, Achiro, the Japanese American um, boy experiences like discrimination, I guess, because um, he's like he's not he wasn't born in Japan, so he mm -hmm. doesn't speak the language very well. So when he went to go visit, like all everyone was. Like the people, the boys, the teens that were near him, they're like kind of laughing at him. And so some people, like today, um, also like go through that. Yeah. yeah. I know there's a lot of pressure with people, like when you are from two different races or something, mm -hmm. and one like speaks the language that you don't speak because you were born in like America or whatever. Yeah. There's like a lot of pressure to speak the language too. And I, like in my family, that's a thing too, because I have some Spanish in my family, and I get pressured sometimes to know Spanish, yeah. but I don't. So it's, yeah, that's something that a lot of people have to deal with. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, do you see anything around the school, most likely? Um, like, there's like in the school you can tell like there's groups like there's like a Hispanic group or there's like a black group or there's like only Asians that talk to each other so mm -hmm. like that that's why yeah. it's in school sometimes mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yes I see that a lot yeah. and like sometimes um 
like some, let's say some kids that are speaking Spanish, they're laughing at another kid that can't speak Spanish. Oh, that yeah. I actually have seen that before. Yeah. Like yeah. Recently, like, like, so, have you ever experienced any form of racism or gender inequality, or like just discrimination, or just any form of discrimination in general? Um, now it's weird because I'm a black man living in the South. But no, I actually, I've never really experienced it myself. Um, mostly because um, I've been, I've, I've been pretty lucky, you know. I've had a really good family, lived in a pretty good neighborhoods, gone to great schools, and you know, I just haven't experienced it myself. But I do hear about it all the time. Like, it'll appear in the news, it'll appear um, in like random articles online. And it's just like, it's just, yeah, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like it, yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. It is everywhere. There's no, there's no really escaping it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just no matter how hard we try, it's always going to be something part of our lives until someone really tries to make a change. Yeah, yeah. and even when they do push for that change, it, it'll still linger. Yeah, it'll spark like other problems in other areas sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you have you like ex have you seen it happen around you to other people? Yeah, to other people. Other than just on news. Um, personally, not too much. Once again, I've been pretty lucky. Um, I do have, I have heard a few people talking about it, uh, more specifically my own parents. Um, they've talked about how it was someone they knew, they had a friend, and they got shot by a police officer because they thought that they had a gun. Oh, that happens too much. Yeah. It, it was... It, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad, um, yeah, but personally though, when it comes to people I know and people I talk to, I don't really hear or see very much racism around this, this school in particular. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's it pretty just good. depends on who you're around, and it's nice to be around people that are so positive and don't, like, get involved or get or around that kind of thing, because it's very toxic mm -hmm. to be around. Like, I know I've seen around the school just um <laughs> people will like say very racist things like i'll hear it from certain people towards a diversity um and or like someone will say something about a white person oh you're so white or like oh, something yeah. like that around the school oh yeah that's also a big problem too like using the term white as like a insult and like that like that's a form of racism too, don't you think? Like, yeah. but we don't really view it as racism because well, it's white. Like, oh yeah, it's mo we we live in a mostly white population. It can't be racism. Um, the whites have discriminated against other people in the past. It can't be racism, but I think it can be racism. I think you know at some point we need to change that too. Like we need to like just just like yeah. be a bit more sensitive and yeah. a lot less you know. Yeah, like racism, people don't think of it as like, being Caucasian is a race as well, like, and we can't be discriminated against, and it's not just that, like, there's just all of these people that are discriminated against, and it's just, it's not okay. In my family, I'm not gonna say who, but uh, she basically, like, I don't want to say she's racist, I, I mean, it's hard to explain because, like, 
she'll say, like, you know, it's obviously racist if you say, like, oh, those black people are, like, most people, like, yeah. right? But she'll say, like, kind of the same thing, but about a different race. And I try to tell her, like, you can't say that just because you're black. I you know? said that's like that. Yeah, I'm just like, if you, what if someone said that to you? I'm just like, you wouldn't like that, would you? And she still keeps saying it, but about different races. I'm like, just because you're changing the race, it doesn't make it not racist anymore. I'm like, so yeah, I'm like, I try to tell her to get her to change, but she kind of still does it. So it's harder to change. You have to do more. But you've said that you've, you've seen like someone say something kind of rude about a different race at school, right? Um, well, yeah, but I don't know, this school is kind of weird, because it's kind of hard to see, like, who's joking, who's not joking. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. It's like, I've got... I think it's just not even just the school. I think it's just a lot of just kids nowadays. They make all these jokes. Right. Like, kind of like testing the limits. It's yeah. kind of what everyone does. It's kind of American culture at this point, though. Yeah. Like, take tragedy, take something sad or something that should be joked about, and then make a joke about it. Just that, yes, my dad yesterday, a really good example of that, my stepdad, we went to go watch Pet Cemetery. And it was all changed around, but there was the little girl. Um, something bad happened to her, not giving out any spoilers. Um, something bad happened to her. And, like, there was these kids behind us, and they started laughing when this thing happened. And... And, and he was like, they're like crazy. Like, I would have never laughed when this cra this would have happened to someone. Like, they must be like insane or something. Like, he didn't understand because, like, we'll laugh at like suicide, like suicide and stuff like that now. But it's like him, he was like, that's sick. He's like, we would never have done that. Like, that's just sick. And he didn't understand it. Like, he was asking me. I was like, that's just how kids are. It is how they are. Yeah. Like, he's saying that, but that's, that's yeah. just how they are. They really are. Sad truths of the world. Yes. How's your book? Yeah, how's oh, that book <laughs> My book, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah. It's Mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's called Mouse, basically. Yeah. It's a story of the Holocaust told from... Oh, gosh, how do I explain this? So there's this kid. He has a... Jewish dad, and um, he was actually in the Holocaust, so he's interviewing him, and he makes a comic about it. And the entire comic, basically all the Jews, they're um, they're mice. And all the Nazis, they are cats. And then anyone that isn't a Jew or a um, Nazi, they're pigs. All of them. Yeah. He was, they, like everyone would say, oh, you're white, so you can't dance. Because in our marching band, we would do like small little dances and have fun. And I, and I know I just can't dance in general, so it was like, and they also just made me feel bad. I was like, yeah, I'm, I might not be able to dance, but just like, it's kind of rude to just like say, it's fine. Yeah. You, you just can't like, dance. I know I can't dance, but I know I can't dance because I'm, I can't dance, not because I'm white. <laughs> yeah. My genetics. You guys were reading Mao's and stuff like that. So what's some of the social justice issues that you have in your book? I think the main one that we're focusing on is like the terrorism aspect of it because like it's selective um, discrimination and attacks against a certain group of people or in the case of the Holocaust certain groups of people because not just Jewish people were killed, but like also gypsies and stuff, but this and particular... people. Yeah. Lots of people. Um, 
but um, the, this particular book focuses on the Jewish aspect of it because it is told, uh, like Jael said, through the, um, Art Spiegelman is the author, it's told through his dad's story of being in, like actually being in the Holocaust, so it's very interesting as a Jewish man. Have you experienced any racism or gender inequality in the school or, or anywhere? Or any kind of discrimination? Um, I don't know because I don't really know. <laughs> I don't notice things yeah. ever. But um, I, it's like things um, like I definitely see, oh, you're this, so you can't do this. Oh yeah, a lot, like for other people and stuff. So it's kind of interesting. I've even been told that before. I went my old school. Um, I was in the marching band, and there was this one boy. He was like, "Well, a lot of." Uh, oh, yeah, there he is. Oh my god. I should do them. Should I do them as one or two separate ones? Yeah. Um, two All separate. the places to play that is for one game. Have you ever experienced any racism or gender inequality Absolutely. or discrimination? Absolutely. I've experienced it several times throughout my life. But more recently, I had a situation where I was in a restaurant and I had been waiting uh, quite some time um, for someone to attend me. And um, as I was standing there, um, the someone else came in. Um, uh, it was a group of uh, white people actually that came in and as soon as they walked in someone came and greeted them even though I had been standing there for like five to ten minutes and then they actually uh, served them before they even acknowledged that I was standing there so that was one particular incident that stands out in my mind that made me really upset and um, it's still, it's, I still think about it to this day, actually. And I don't go to that restaurant anymore just because of that. <laughs> I really don't. Would you say that it happens to you a lot? I wouldn't say it's all the time, but, you know, in certain areas, I can say it's more prevalent because there are, more, there are areas where there are places where I think there are more racist people gathered together, you know, um, so... There are certain areas that I think I see it more, where there's where it's more diverse and culturally diverse. The areas that have more ethnicities, I don't see it as much. But where there are predominantly more, um, to me, where there are predominantly more white people, I see it more. It happens more often. So you think it depends on location sometimes? Yeah, I think location has a lot to do with it. I think uh, variety and... Um, um, variety of different races and ethnicities has a lot to do with it because people that have more uh, various races in an area they become more accustomed to dealing with 
for understanding other ethnicities and cultures where when it's just one race in one particular area they tend to stick to their own um, their own ideals of what the way things should be and the way things should look even though that's not a good interpretation of what the way the world is so you would say it's important for other races to be together so that they need to learn each other's culture have more understanding and realize that we're all different but we ha- the reason we have differences is so we can learn this so that we can expand our knowledge of each other and, and just know more about the world if everyone was alike it would be boring so but there are people that don't understand that concept Have you experienced any kind of racism or gender inequality, uh, like anywhere, like any kind of discrimination? Um, yes, I have. Before my sister and my mom, we went to a restaurant, the Cheesecake Factory, and like there was like a, a family behind us, and they were white, and we got our table first, and they got our table like five minutes after us. And but they got their bread first, so that was a problem. And then we went off on the waiter, and she didn't get a tip. From the responses we gathered, we decided to dig deeper into the relevance of our social issue. With that, over the years, how he's matured and he's like gained some little bit of a powerful power complex. I remember in the beginning of the story, they say, "Well, he's not that bad," but someone tells Anna, "Well, he is just a kid." he's still going to grow up, and I kind of, and that really shows in the story because he really does change as he gets older. Special um, message for our podcast, do not spoil Endgame. What would you do for family? It's a good question, and one that 26-year-old Edna Franklin is constantly faced with in the graphic novel Kindred. As discussed before, our graphic novel is based around a young black woman named Dana and her white husband, Kevin, who live in an apartment in the 1970s. Dana ends up going back in time one day, meeting a young boy named Rufus in the process. Rufus is the son of a slave and plantation owner in the 1817 antebellum South. Dana and Rufus end up finding out that they have a connection through time, which is activated when Rufus is in trouble. Dana can only be sent back to her original time period if she's in harm's way or in a life-threatening situation. What really draws you in about this novel is the themes and relationship between Dana and Rufus. I really like Dana's character, the protagonist of the story, who is suddenly taxed with the burden of saving this random boy's life, or so we thought to be random until we learn more about his past. But how random is this boy anyway? They must have some connection. Well, as I said, they do have a connection, but we don't figure it out for a little while. But turns out that Rufus, the young boy we meet in the beginning, is a distant ancestor of Dana's. As we continue to read the novel, we see Dana questioning her actions a lot regarding whether or not it was a good idea to save Rufus all the times, all those times in the first place. What particularly interests me is how we see the relationship between the two grow and develop. The cultural differences between the two are astounding, what with the time difference and everything. It amazes me how they still manage to have an overall positive relationship with each other in the early stages. Time and time again, we see Rufus using things like derogatory language and racist slurs, which would be appropriate for his time. 
But despite the fact, Dana remains relatively neutral about that and instead tries to bring him out of those ways. Yeah, Rufus and Dana are somewhat polar opposites, but their dynamic seems to balance itself out in a strange way. We essentially especially see this in how Rufus develops somewhat of a dependence on Dana throughout his years, as stated by Rufus many times, is that he's afraid to be alone. That's a really important thing in this novel that always seems to like show up, is that he's afraid of being alone. And it kind of ties into like everything that happens towards the end, and I kind of like that. What the author did there. Yes, and that becomes a large part of his character as well. Mm-hmm. Rufus is depicted to be a rather impulsive child, and he does things like lighting his curtains on fire and nearly burns down a barn after getting angry with his father. Dana may have been his very first lifeline, a calmness in the storm of sorts. When Rufus was when Rufus begins to grow older, we begin to see various changes in him. For starters, we are presented with shocking information that Rufus quite possibly raped his old friend Alice for unknown reasons, to my knowledge. With what he's inherited, it's obvious that Rufus, over the years he's grown and matured, he's developed somewhat of a power complex, thinking he can dictate the lives of others and have all his demands met. This is what results in not only Alice's abuse, but his old friend Nigel's as well. What would you do for family? It's a good question, and one, and one that 26-year-old Edna Franklin is constantly faced with in the graphic novel Kindred. Who the fuck is that? That's her full name. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> okay, we have to do it again. <laughs> well, can I just say Dana? <laughs> no, you have to say her full name because of the little work and you say Dana. They're like, who's Dana? Yeah, no, first. No, you can't. No, you can't. I I worked hard to get that name. (laughs) Say it. Adana. We also see Rufus mistreat Dana, but she keeps saving Rufus regardless to the fact. Why? Because her familial bond with him is too strong to ignore. Protecting Rufus is also indirectly protecting herself with him being her ancestor. Family is a recurring theme, I see. Many of the slaves use it to cope with their positions, while even our protagonist, Dana, utilizes hers to protect her lineage. Family can make us do crazy things. This much is true. But if there's anything Dana's adventures on the plantation have showed us, it's that family can overshadow all other circumstances.